The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 13th chapter. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a little while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for our children's sermon. Good morning. How are you? Good. How many of you are going to vacation Bible school this year? I am. It's going to be fun. You guys should come. Well, I've got a question for you. Have you ever planted a garden or a seed? Have you ever tried to grow anything? Yeah? What kind of seeds did you plant? Anything good? We're kind of shy today, aren't we? That's okay. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you about my garden. Right now, I'm growing... Oh, what am I growing? We're growing some green beans. Do you like green beans? Yeah. I'm growing some tomatoes. Do you like tomatoes? <laughs> I'm growing some cucumbers. You like cucumbers? And I'm growing some cantaloupe. 
You like cantaloupe? All right. You guys should you guys should see the garden. It's pretty good. Now, when I planted the garden, where do you think I put the seeds? I'm going to give you some options. Do you think I put the seeds on the sidewalk? Well, why not? Are they going to grow very good? Yeah, they wouldn't grow very well. It's not in the soil. Okay, uh, do you think I put them in a gravel driveway with all the stones? No. No. <laughs> now, why not? Um. Same thing, right? Yeah, it's not going to grow very well. Okay, do you think I just put them in the grass anywhere? Yes. No, I didn't put them in the grass. Why wouldn't I put them in the grass? Eh, they're still not going to grow very well, are they? Now, I did have these two patches of soil where I took my hoe and my rake and my shovel and I turned all the soil over and I made sure it was chopped up nice and fine and I got all the weeds out of it and then my wife and I, we planted the seeds right where we wanted them. Now, what do you think happened? They grew. That's right. That's right. That's exactly where you're supposed to plant a seed, isn't it? In the soil. In the good soil. But I'll tell you what, in this story, we learn about God. And when God plants something, God puts the seed everywhere. God puts seed on the sidewalk, and God puts seed in the driveway, and God puts seed in the grass, and God puts seed in the soil. Now that doesn't make any sense. Why would God do that? Why would God put really good things even where there might not be any growth? Hmm. This is a tough one. Do you want me to tell you the answer? <laughs> God puts good things. God puts love everywhere. It doesn't matter if there's a fantastic thing there. It doesn't matter if there's no signs of growth at all. It doesn't matter if you've been good lately or you've been bad lately. Have you ever been good? Good. Have you ever been bad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are both. It doesn't matter how you've been lately. God always puts love everywhere. Now, here's one final question. Have you ever seen grass growing up in the sidewalk? Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought nothing grew there. What happened? Did you plant the grass there? No. Okay. Did your parents plant the grass in the sidewalk? No. It just happens. Good things can be anywhere. Good things can grow anywhere. And God puts love everywhere for you, and for you, and for you, and even when you're lying on the floor, <laughs> for you. Very good. Everywhere. <laughs> Very good. Shall we say a prayer? Let's say a prayer. We're going to fold our hands and close our eyes. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for loving us no matter what. We give you thanks for loving everybody no matter what. And we ask that as we go out throughout our day, we might remember that you love us 
and all people all across this world and that you always love us no matter how we've been lately or who we are. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for making us your people. In your name we pray. Amen. Very good. In the name of Jesus, amen. The parable of the sower seems like a very simple parable, doesn't it? It seems pretty straightforward. It seems like something that all of us should be relatively familiar with. A sower goes out, scatters some seed, falls on the path, it falls in rocky soil, it falls amongst the thorns, and it falls in good soil. And we can all imagine, just by our own experiences and by our own collective stories that we tell one another, whether we're long-standing farmers or whether we've never planted a thing in our lives, what's going to happen to the seeds? On the path, they get eaten up by the birds. In the rocky soil, they spring up, but then shrivel in the sun. In the thorns, they get choked out. And in the good soil, they grow. And... This parable is found in all, all four Gospels. There's not too many things that are found in all the Gospels. But, each Gospel interprets this, actually I shouldn't say that, all three Gospels. It's missing from one. But each Gospel, all three of them, have a different understanding of what's going on. They have a different interpretation of what this means. All understand that this is talking about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God or however you want to say that. The kingdom come and God's will be done. But it's hard to understand what this gospel is telling us. It's hard to understand exactly what we are to understand through this gospel. What does it mean? What are the individual pieces pointing us to? Who are we in the story? Who is God in the story? We all answer it differently. When I was in seminary, Dr. Fred Borsch uh, led a class every January on the Gospels. And through his work and Dr. Laura Brenneman's work in my undergrad, they taught me that the parables are some of the most difficult stories we have in Scripture. Because they seem so simple, because they seem so accessible, they actually point us to greater and greater tension, greater and greater truths about our lives and what we see in them. Think about the story as if you were enacting the planting, the sowing. Think of yourself as the sower. That doesn't mean in the story you're supposed to be the sower, but think of yourself. If you're scattering seed throughout your field, they didn't have planters in that day, they didn't have any machinery in that day, but they did have their hand in a bag. If you're scattering seed 
How many of you are dropping it on the path? Hopefully none of you, right? When you see rocky ground, how many of you are throwing it in there? Not a whole lot. When you see thorns that you're not going to take up, how many of you are throwing seed there? Now, some of you are farmers and some of you aren't, but you know what not to do. You might not know how to make it grow. You might not know the intricacies of planting, but you do understand, throw the seed in the good soil, right? The farmer doesn't do that. And that's the first lesson we learn about the kingdom of God. The seed goes everywhere. The seed goes everywhere. Now, as Lutherans, we have a tendency to spin this immediately towards the good, right? We spin this towards God's grace. We spin this towards God's mercy. We spin this towards God's love, where we understand fully and wholly that it is good, that good things should be given into these places where we don't even think there can be any growth. And then, like a lot of preachers, we'll point towards the grass and the sidewalk and say, see, even there, there can be growth. As a farmer, let me tell you a different story. We were taking off seed. We were taking off corn one day. And my dad had three hopper wagons full of commodity corn. And he was coming up out of the field, and you had to go over a little embank on the ditch. And so he comes out the field, and the one wagon clears, and the second wagon clears, and the third wagon is about to clear, and you hear, boom! And two of the front wheels off the hopper wagon go flying in opposite directions. <laughs> And there was seed all over the road. And so we unhook them and we try to get them out the way and we try to pull that two-wheeled hopper wagon back down into the field and we lose a third wheel. And so now we've got a really handy one-wheeled hopper wagon (laughs) around 11 at night sitting in the middle of the road. It's just the worst idea. Now, since I wasn't the primary farmer in the family, I thought this was hilarious. I could not stop laughing. Dad, on the other hand, did not think it was funny. Now, eventually, we got some help. One of my brothers came down. Well, actually, all the family came down. Some were directing traffic. Some were shoveling into the elevator. <sighs> Through a lot more story that I'm not going to tell you all, eventually, we get everything into some kind of wagon. We get it all home. We just drag the hopper wagon into the field because it's the middle of the night at that point. We all go home. Now, we got as much seed off of the road as we possibly could. But while the grace in me wants to say, that things can grow even where they're not supposed to. I want to tell you, there's not one ear of corn that grew in that road next year. And I know there was seed. Sometimes seed gets put in a place where it doesn't grow. And that's the second thing that this gospel tells us. Sometimes there is a good and fruitful seed that gets put in a place where it doesn't grow. Sometimes the word of the kingdom or the good news or the blessings of God or however you want to say it, sometimes that excellent thing in our lives is all of a sudden put in a place where it doesn't grow. And this is the uncomfortable part of the parable. We're good when the yield is a hundred or sixty or thirty. We struggle 
when we see something good in our lives and it is lost in the midst of that life. I know we all have experience with this, but how many of you have seen a good blessing of God lost in this life? How many of you have seen a good blessing of God, whether it's another human being, whether it's a state of life, no matter what it is, a good blessing of God that seems to be lost in this life? The parable points us toward both the blessing of the kingdom of God and the truth of this life. There is good blessing of God poured out everywhere. And we see it in its abundance. And then there is also good blessing of God choked out in our lives. The parable does not explain why this is. The parable only admits this truth. That life has death. That life has struggle. That life has what seems to be unfair, unrighteous, backwards tendencies. That good blessings of God, that the goodness in our life is not protected simply because it's good. The goodness in our lives is not always planted where it should be. The goodness in our life is not always preserved in the same way that you and I might be. That anything can die. And while this is not the parable of our Sunday school years that we hear, this, this parable, the one that admits death as strongly as it admits life, this is a parable worth hearing. This is a parable worth the gospel. The word of the kingdom is spoken into places where there's death, and the word of the kingdom is spoken into places where there's life. And the word made flesh was not planted strictly in good soil. The word made flesh was put into position where we saw glimpses of the kingdom, but ultimately, the word made flesh, Christ Jesus, came into a world where many things started up quickly and then were burned by the sun. Many things simply didn't accept it and it was eaten and ravaged by places that didn't even recognize what it was doing. The word made flesh was choked out by the very thorns it was planted among and died. In the parable, we see Christ more in the first three than we do in the final one. And yet, and yet, not because of the goodness of the soil, life continues. Not because the soil is rich and ready for it, the sower continues to scatter. Not because 
there is justice in the way that the soil reacts to the seed. Not because of any of that. Simply because there's an abundance in the sower's bag and the seeds are so plentiful that they can be scattered anywhere and everywhere. Goodness continues to struggle against the soil. The world is not as it should be. But God is in it and among it. You may not understand, and I certainly don't, why I would be able to witness something so good and so grand in my life to see it choked out by the thorns, to see it swallowed by the birds, to see it burned by the sun. And yet, I do know that there will be a harvest and that there will be seed again. And that the sower, even though he plants drastically differently than I do, will not let the seed go to waste, even in death, even in life. I invite you to sit in this tension. I invite you to hear this parable and the parables to come throughout these next few Sundays. Not in the same way that you've heard them before, but in their truth. In the truth of life, in the truth of death, in the truth of a God that deals in both. And know that the God that seems to be invisible at times will show an abundant harvest. That we are not lost forever. That there is much to be gained in this planting. Thanks be to God for following us through tension. Thanks be to God for following us through death into life. Amen.